0: Love Talk Radio.
1: is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you Chicago meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago 6pm to 10pm enjoy great music, networking refreshments and photo ops $25 in advance $35 at the door advanced payment recommended to paypal.com at Chicago's That's Chicago with an S Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835 Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv Sponsored by South Street Journal Chicago's Black Business Network and WJPC FM Chicago The Soul of Chicago You are listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Monday, February sixth, 2012. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Today's segment is called CBB and Business Journals. CBB, CBB and Business Journals. We'll feature interviews with business owners and other innovators from around the country. I'm Sonia Cassandra-Purdue, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010, and producer for this, this series, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. It's always a pleasure uh, to share the airways with a CBBN member and uh Lisa Caluet, who is the creative writer of Proud and Privilege, the soap opera. Is a Chicago Black Business Network member and uh innovative person, and she's breaking records with this new soap opera. Now, uh, this evening, we're going to be uh, talking to the cast and the production team, a lot of things going on with the pride and the privilege. You want to know uh, how this came about, what's going on in the future, and why Chicago. We also want to take a look at uh, what's going on in the movie and TV industry in Chicago and learn a little bit. Uh, we want each of the cast member, members and production team to share a little bit about their personal histories, their visions, and their careers, and why are they on the proud and the privileged. Uh, we're going to talk about Jackson Heights. Have you ever been to Jackson Heights? Well, you're going to get opportunity to go there. At the top of the hour, you will listen to He Loves Me. I love that song. That's from the CD, uh, International Women of in Red Game. We're going to play another song from them right um during one of our breaks, we're going to play. We got a couple of songs uh, from them. Now, the cast and the production uh, team of *The Proud and Privilege* are also going to be with us on Friday, March 23rd. You heard it at the top of the hour. We're hosting an event, Hollywood Chicago style. We're going to bring some excitement to Chicago. We're going to be over at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple, located at 809 East 42nd Place, right here in Chicago. Come out and party with the folks from Jackson Heights. Yes, the cast will bring there. Bring your cameras and your camera phones and uh, take a picture with the cast. We're going to give you an opportunity to give us your own little elevator pitch. Tell us uh, what it is that you do. It's a Friday evening after another trying week, so we're going to uh, do something a little different in Chicago. Hollywood coming to Chicago. Be a part of it. As a matter of fact, we want to, you to dress up uh You know, as your favorite actor, actress, you know, put on your act that night. Come on out. Do something different. Feel good. And uh, come out and find out how you can become an extra on the Proud and Privilege. They're going to be going into the filming of their first season shortly. Come out and talk about um, product placement for your business or your service. Wouldn't it be exciting to have one of the members of the cast, uh, crossing their legs on the sofa, talking stuff with your book up there uh, to the camera, or wearing one of your designs. I don't know. We're going to ask Lisa about that. It's uh, it's an exciting time. That's Friday, March 23rd, Prince Hall, Masonic Temple, 809 East, 42nd Place here in Chicago. If you ha- if you haven't been to Masonic Temple, that, uh, the Masons, that's the home of the Masons, and they've done some nice things over there. It looks very nice. And uh, that's 6 to 10 p.m. that Friday. admission is $25. at the door. This is sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC FM Chicago. We're excited because WJPC is going to be giving away 10, let me see how I can put this, 100 commercial spots on WJPCChicago.com. But they're going to do it 10 times, so there's going to be 10 people, 10 business people, going to walk out the door with certificates for 100 commercial spots. It's four weeks of advertising. You don't want to miss that. All for $25? Come on. Come on out. Uh, PayPal is key. Make your payments to Chicago. That's Chicago's with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network, at gmail.com. Give us a call to get on board with the folks from Jackson Heights, 312 239 8835, that's my number, you call me directly. This is Sonia Perdue. Let's welcome the creator and writer of Proud and Privilege to the show. Lisa, how are you this evening? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm wound, wound up and i ready to go now. I was kind of moving kind of slow there, but I'm on now. I'm ready now. <laughs> how are you today?
2: Oh, I'm just wonderful. You sound really energetic. I
1: I did. I didn't even have my monsters today, so I'm doing good. I'm I'm gonna save my monsters for afterwards. I still got like eight hours of work to do. You know, this uh, event that's coming up is very exciting, and we're just getting started. It's like seven seven weeks away. We're gonna have some uh, samples to give away. It's gonna it's gonna be an exciting night. As I want uh, you to continue to listen to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, because as we get closer and closer and closer. We're going to tell you more and more and more. Uh, and like I said, want to, I want to uh, want you to dress up like your favorite actor or your actress. That's what it's all about. It's all about something different, something good. It's about a good time. So, Lisa, tell us about Lisa Calouette, uh, and the Pride and the Privilege. Tell us about you first. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, I
2: started out as a songwriter. Uh, from there I wrote stage plays um, The first one was a musical um, But I always wanted a, I, I was a big soap opera fan And I always wanted to see uh, More uh, black people on soap Um, uh, More black people that Were like people I knew And you know friends and family And I just I I didn't get that. So, you know the old thing if if you want something or, you know, you should do it yourself. So, uh I called Emma who uh, also co-wrote um uh, The Proud and Privileged and I told her I wanted to write a soap opera and we talked about uh different ideas I, I had the characters in my head and um we started getting together and next thing you know, Uh, We had a script, and uh, we just kind of went from there, and we called Daryl a few years later, (laughs) and Daryl was excited about it, and then it was just a series of phone calls, and next thing you know, we were auditioning, and we put together
1: a, a great cast. Great, great. You are listening to Lisa Caliuette, the creator and writer of Proud and Privileged, here on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Now, what year did you start uh, actually doing the auditions? What year did you start this, Lisa? Actually, uh, I think it was in uh, the end of '08. Uh,
2: we actually uh, started auditioning, and then um, yeah, at the end of '08, and uh, we shot. Uh, actually, around the holidays, we were shooting. Um, and we actually wrote it in '02 uh, or 03. Um So, you know, when we're on television, we'll be, you know, a 10-year overnight success, like <laughs> Bernie Mac used to say. I, I know, <laughs> I A know.
1: 17-year overnight success. <laughs> I know. And... Uh, and that's just once again to remind people of the hard work and you know the diligence because one of the things is diligence. You can start a project. I started millions of, but will you finish the project? And some people, do you even get to the first stage of the project? So right. Completing process is an right. important part of succeeding. If you if you can if you start it and you don't complete the process or continue in a diligent way. You don't become that overnight success right. Not if you quit Not if you right. quit, you don't how so we're ugly, still writing so. Go ahead mm-hmm. Go
3: ahead.
2: No, I was just saying We're still writing scripts
3: um, You oh, know, yes. for
2: all the things That are going to happen um, From now until um, So I have in my In scripts that we've written And also in my head, you know, uh, a year out, what's going to
1: happen to different characters (laughs) and
2: so forth and so on.
1: I guess you pretty much have to do that when you're writing those type of series. I've never, not on the TV side, never been involved in the drama side. But I guess you have to, as they say, have to know where you're kind of going so that it all tie together. And then I guess you have to keep it all together, okay, like, let me let me see if I can think of an example. Okay, you're two years out and you're writing something because people remember things on the soap. I'm not. I don't know if I'm so much a mm-hmm. soap opera, but I'm around mm-hmm. them. They remember mm-hmm. everything that happened. Mm-hmm. She said this. Do you remember? like right. Uh, two years ago when she did right. that over there, they know more about Absolutely. it than you do. So right. you got to keep up with that. Right.
2: And the best thing that they do that they used to do on soap operas, a baby will be born. Everybody's happy. Two years later, this child is eighteen. <laughs>
4: Was <laughs> they their staff?
2: <laughs> exactly. That's how they do it on soap operas. Two years later, she's eighteen. <laughs> oh,
4: my one soap opera can. I
2: remember they made a mistake. Uh, one character, one young character, was uh, um, he? There was a male character that was a little kid on the show, and then. Um, The sibling of a character had a baby. Next thing we know, the the little girl, the baby that came after this little boy, she comes back in the show. She's eighteen, and he's still seven. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That was hilarious.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they changed it, you know, a month later, but it was hilarious.
1: (laughs) Oh, they they did? They went back and fixed
2: it? Yeah, they went back and fixed it. Next thing you know, he was, you know, 20-something. But it was hilarious for a minute. I'm like, well,
1: (laughs) he's older than her. (laughs) They know these soap operas. They know these soap Mm -hmm. operas. I have, you know, I'm middle-aged. I have people up here with me. They've been watching, and they're they're older than you ever since they were little girls and refused to quit and know everything about it where they all grew old together now. right. but I'm understanding that there's, there's a lot of them gone now off of uh, major TV. Is that true? A lot of them have. And, and I, I think it's
2: just because I think one of the things is, you know, the economy hit everybody, you know, when we had the crash in 08. Um, and advertisers just aren't advertising like they used to and so forth and so on. And then you have so many other media options. Um too. Uh people aren't watching television as much as they're watching television on the computer or on their phones. So I think that, you know, all of that's kinda of changing and I think that's why. But I I think there's still a huge audience, especially because, you know, they've never canceled an African American uh daytime drama. Or soap opera.
1: Okay. Now tell us uh we're going to talk to the cast and production crew and they are in our imaginary green room now tell us first of all because i'm sure our listeners want to know what is the proud and privilege and why the proud and privileged well the proud and privilege
2: what i wanted to do is i didn't want to tell the same old story i get so frustrated with the story of uh you know black men being portrayed as drug dealers or charming bank robbers um or just you know the whole criminal thing or and and or in incarcerated so i want to tell a different story a story about um a very underrepresented area in our community which is our rich and affluent and uh and I also want to give African American viewers the fantasy. You know, the good looking, charming guy that's rich, you know, um, has has everything, has women, has fast cars, you know, just just has the world in the palm of his hand, so to speak. Um, and so that's what the proud and privilege is about. It's about rich and affluent African Americans that live in an exclusive town called Jackson Heights, Illinois and it's basically a city for rich and affluent african americans and so we get um we get to see inside their world you know their secrets their lives see that they're just just people just like just like us except for you know they have more zeros in their bank account um and and so that's what the the show is about um also um the show represents a lot of positive things in our community, um, but it's never going to be a preachy kind of show. So um, it it promotes, you know, higher education because uh, one of our primary family is a family of attorneys. So everyone knows you can't be an attorney unless, you know, you go to school. Um, another thing that the show, we also have, though, um, a family that hits the lottery that comes from the south side of Chicago, so we have the hood that comes to Jackson Heights too. So we deal with class issues within our own community. Um, uh, so those are uh, a couple of things that that we deal with in the show, and it's a soap opera in its truest form, um, in that you know you have your love triangles, you have your you know, your mysteries. Uh, we start out with uh, the founding mother has actually been found uh, dead. And uh, originally, people thought it was natural causes. But be- uh, upon further review, it seems like there's been foul play. So we start out with the mystery of who killed Pauline Jackson. And that pretty much incorporates all the characters in the show and that drama. And we'll find out that maybe Pauline wasn't the sweet old lady that everybody thought she was. Okay. So
1: Yeah. So you wanna create some uh fantasy for right. uh for uh, us that we haven't we're kind of missing. That has a yeah. rich man that we uh our uh heart throb as we say, yeah. uh the Gary Cooper's the uh Clark gables right. where are ours. Where are our, our, of ours? You know, that's not is that real? I mean, do we are they out there?
2: Absolutely. Some uh, a lot of the characters are actually based on people I know. Um, oh, one character in particular, uh Jonathan Avery Junior, we all call him June for short. Um he um he's based on, on someone I know who um Who's a womanizer, uh, who's also married, uh mm-hmm. but um uh, he just very charming, very successful, never forgets things that are important to his wife, like their anniversary or, or her birthday and you know, but I mean he is what he is. <laughs> and
1: they've been I married a long time. I got you. Well there's a lot of room for play. I mean it's just it's just unlimited pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now Tell us what's uh, coming up. I know that, tell, first of all, why Jackson Heights? Where did you get that name from? What is Jackson Heights? Well,
2: actually, I was torn because I wanted to to um, pay homage to um, actors and, and people that have come before us that, um, you know, made it possible for us. So we were torn between Porter Falls, which was going to be spelled like Sidney Portier's name, but we we're going to call it Porter Falls. And Jackson Heights just was actually the working title of the show for a long time. I mean, it was like a seven-year working title to the point that um, it was almost the title, Um I don't know. Jackson Heights just popped in my head, and we just spelled it different with the uh, J-A-X-S-O-N. And, and so everyone decided that we should do Jackson Heights because that was more positive. And then we had Ed Jackson. So the back story is, is that they flipped the coin. Um, Ed Jackson and Sam Montgomery were the founders of the city. And... Um, Sam actually is still mad. He thinks that Ed cheated him with the two-headed coin um, <laughs> because <laughs> he it would have been, uh, he wanted it to be called Montgomery Falls. So it's either going to be Jackson Heights, Montgomery Falls. Um, and so that's how that went. So that's how it, it became Jackson Heights. That's
1: what it meant. So it was conflict from the beginning. It was all
2: over.
1: Right, because the Ed,
2: ed jackson he was um he just wanted it for rich and affluent that's all he wanted he 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 wanted to be separate even not not just from from other uh nationalities but he wanted it to be separate in that i'm rich you're not and and that's it um but Sam wanted it to be, Sam Montgomery wanted it to be a land of opportunity for African-Americans and open to every African-American. But as you see, um, Ed Jackson won out.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So he wanted it to be really an elitist kind of place.
1: And the elitists are trying to keep it like that. I'm quite sure right. that's everywhere. <laughs> keep right. Those people, right. Keep those people out. That's right. why I saw one of the, uh, one of the previews uh, where uh, the lottery winner, they saw the lottery winner on TV. Yeah, people, I, and you know what, it, it, it was so funny to me, Lisa, even if they were not in Jackson Heights, they act like that anyway. Right, <laughs> so, right. Absolutely. Out, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know they got two dollars more now. Um, although we're, we're talking about the proud and the privilege, and uh, and I guess this can just go go so many ways. Uh, in in rich communities, there are drugs. In rich communities, uh, lots of drugs. Uh, there are. As you said the adultery, uh, everything there's there is in the poor communities. They just have more money and nice houses, Nice mm-hmm. houses, and a little right. bit more education. So right. the same things go on. They just carry it in a different way. Prostitution is rampant. They just right. dress up a little. They they dresses cost like five hundred thousand dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit different. How do you mm-hmm. handle? Some of these things, I mean, your murder goes on, all of these things, you know, all the derogatory things are still there. I guess you're trying to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, what we're doing
2: is is, is we're not telling the same old story. We do have the whole murder mystery. I mean, at this point, honestly, um, I have an idea who, who killed Pauline Jackson, but the story actually kind of took on a life onto itself. And the murder was revealed, the murderer was revealed to us in the story as we were writing it. So even though I came in with an idea, uh, Emma and I, and um, we've actually included other writers too, uh, we came in with an idea of who killed Pauline Jackson. But as we were going, the story kind of to us. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing is is we don't deal with the drug as far as uh you know illicit drugs like um um you know your your street kind of drugs cocaine crack but we we will have a storyline of prescription drugs abusing that um, One of the characters uh does that uh as far as prostitution haven't that hasn't come up yet. But that's definitely an option, you know, as we go from season to season <laughs> to kind of bring everything
1: in. And uh, you're listening to Lisa Kelly creator and writer of Proud and Privilege, uh, an African American anytime drama, the soap opera. And uh, I wanted to know why Chicago? Well, because I'm from Chicago,
2: I love Chicago. And I just didn't want to go back. I just didn't. I wanted to bring the flavor, you know, Chicago's flavor, you know, and, and let everybody fall in love with Chicago. And it's this old thing that you write about what you know about. I mean, I've been to L.A., I've been to New York, but, you know, I live in Chicago, and so I I know about Chicago. And um, everybody else on the team, you know, Emma, and um, the other writers are from Chicago and know about it, so it, you know it's
1: time for Chicago to get some press <laughs> to be great, in the show. Great, mm-hmm. great, great! I know. Uh, in some of the promo I was putting out for the event on March 23rd, I was asking people, "Do you know uh, where Jetson Heights, Illinois, is?" And mm-hmm. they have to run. They, they mind. is like you know who. What I like that approach. You know, it's uh, it's time for us to have those type of options and those type of interests, and uh, we look forward to it. Uh, When have our, you know, how many times have, um, you know, the opportunity been offered to us to have product placement in anything? It hasn't. Mm-hmm. At least I don't recall it. Maybe it is out there, I'm not in the industry. I just don't recall mm-hmm. hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times has has that been an option that there's it's been open that you know you might possibly have your design or your hat, or mm-hmm. you know that you you know could be an extra, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, not be the minority as mm-hmm. part of the extra crew. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's just not normal for us. It's not a normal part of our life. It's not what happens to us in Chicago. It may mm-hmm. happen like that in L.A. or somewhere. Right. Maybe that. May, and maybe it doesn't as much, you know. Right. But uh, when they talk about product pra- placement, or they talk to some, some uh, people on my website, Chicago like Business Network, and say, I, I want to know about the product placement. How many times have they even had that conversation or opportunity For that conversation They have not So I look at it as a very positive experience To bring something about Just as I look uh, uh, at the fact of All the black folks Who got Mm -hmm. pictures with Obama What Mm -hmm. opportunity have we ever had To be standing Mm -hmm. up With uh, a picture of me and Obama On my Mm -hmm. wall We haven't had those opportunities Those opportunities are denied to us Among other things Mm -hmm. But because of what he accomplished he gave us that connection uh-huh. and that opportunity, whereas they've always, you know, people have always had that opportunity. They grew up in the communities with these people, around these people, uh-huh. part of these people, went to college with these people. And right. so it's a rarity that we have the same experience, or the Harold Washington experience that Chicago had. You know, I'm a Harold right. Washington person. Chicago right. Business Network is dedicated to Harold Washington. We don't have those experiences, and it should be a normal part of our lives as well, and it's part of what uh, is taken away from us, and it's part of what we miss, and it's part of what we don't understand about American society. It's Mm -hmm. a loss to us when we are not permitted uh, by design not to have those same experiences. So I'm, I'm proud of you, Lisa, for giving us this experience, and giving us this dialogue so that we can have these conversations and these thoughts because that grows, that's how creativity grows. That's how I think of it, Lisa, and I want to thank you.
2: Well, thank you very much for saying that. I wanted to add something, too, when you talked about President Obama. I had never before seen a presidential motorcade in real life. And so after he became president, one of the things I did was, uh, when he first came to town um, for the uh, holiday weekend, I went to uh, to uh, 47th Street early one morning because I knew he would leave after rush hour and waited to see the presidential motorcade. And I remember it was just so amazing. And I remember saying to myself, wow, the President of the United States on 47th Street... <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Right. In right. our time, in our right. time. And that's that's what makes it all so important mm-hmm. so that not only you as an adult can have that experience, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of my best uh, memories and photos of, him when he was campaigning, he was on a balcony with all these little black children in his daycare center, all these little mm-hmm. black children, all these little black children around him. What mm-hmm. other president would have been there and been as comfortable and would and belonged there like mm-hmm. that? They're supposed to have those experiences. They would never mm-hmm. ever have it again, probably, <laughs> but they have had that experience for the rest of their lives, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and listen, absolutely. This is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a break here uh, Love talking about the proud and privileged This is Lisa Calouette Creator and writer We have some more members of your uh, cast And production team on the line So what we're going to do is take a short break here And we're going to be right back You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network All Black, All News, All You For Monday, February 6th now, I used to doing this on a Monday night This is different too And uh, uh, I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue Found Under Chicago's Black Business Network, we have close to 900 members. We want you to come over and join us today and touch the world. This is one of our members now, Draw Me Near by Shanice Hill-Sullivan. Take a moment and enjoy it.
5: your sister under God's construction brings to you her best in Christian contemporary gospel tunes and they are available for download at www.sangsyl.com. that's S-A-N-G-S-Y-L dot com or you can visit her profile at Chicago Black Business Network for bookings call Sassy Michelle at 512-914-4221 La Divas of Chicago Catering at www.ledivas.com is offering a 40% discount on their delicious and delectable dishes for events of 100 persons or more until December thirty first, 2011. This offer cannot be used with any other offer. Call them now at 773-536-5432. That's 773-536-5432.
1: Proud and Privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advance payment recommended to paypal.com at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal. Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American communities in Chicago and around the world. Today's segment is called CBBN Business Journals. Lisa Caluette, the creator of Proud and Privileged is our guest, and her, uh, the cast and the production team will be joining us very soon. We want to invite Lisa to come back. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, and founder of Chicago's Black Business ne- Network. Lisa, welcome back to the show. I want you to tell us before we bring on the first cast mem- member how uh, we can contact you for interviews and uh, where they can view the trailer and get more information about the production. Oh, okay, great. To um see
2: the see the show just to go on stories our way and that's uh the plural of stories our way dot T V um and you'll see the six webisodes are on there. As far as uh, getting in touch with me, um just simply I uh, email me uh Lisa at Stories Our Way um and um I'll
1: respond. Great, great. Well, let's welcome the first cast member of Pride and Privilege, Pierre Reed. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me
1: absolutely absolutely well we're going to do like a round table uh lisa and you can you know you know more about the show than any of us so i'm a i'm a feed off for of, uh, you two and lisa will be asking some questions and you jump in and you give it you know give it to us like you want to i'm looking at your bio here but why don't you tell us pierre uh about you what role do you play in the crowd and privilege and tell us a little bit about you
6: all right, well, I actually play Jalen Avery, who is the youngest Avery's son. Uh, I just finished law school getting ready for taking the bar and, uh, you know, to join the family ranks.
1: Great, great. Now, how long have you been acting?
6: I have been acting since I was probably about 17 or so, 17, 18. So that makes about 10 years, 12 years.
1: Oh, okay, okay. You're looking yeah. very young there. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see. Um, I see. Now, one thing on here. Now, Lisa, tell us who is Avery. Avery is one of the. Uh, uh, tell our listeners he's one of the uh, founders of the town. Now, who is Avery? He says he no. A Jonathan. Of
2: Avery. Jonathan Avery is his father, and Jonathan Avery was a young attorney that actually uh, Ed Jackson hired him to uh handle a um um a uh, real estate transaction. But what Ed Jackson didn't know is is that this was actually Jonathan's very first case. And Ed Jackson said, had he had known that, <laughs> he would have never hired him. Okay. So yeah, so that's that's actually his father. So he's uh, an amazing man. So he was uh one of the first um one of the first people to move in to Jackson Heights, but he actually didn't come from money. Uh he was he's uh you know, he uh worked his way, he worked hard um uh, along with his wife Diane uh through um you know, law school.
1: Now, uh, Pierre, uh, we don't know what the Screen Actors Guild is. What is that? I know you're a (laughs) member. The Screen
6: Screen Actors Guild is the actors' community, you know, for uh, film and television artists, you know, for film artists, and then there's after as well, which is for the television and radio artists. Right. When you hear SAG. Right, when you hear SAG. That's Screen Actors Guild.
1: Oh, that's sad. I get it. Yeah. I'm green. I get now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I've, I've heard of it. Is that difficult to get in? I see you earned your uh, screen actors guild. Your sad card. Uh, oh, well, we you got to. Uh, save the last dance and barber barbershop too.
6: Well, you know, you actually have to get a, a, a speaking role before you're actually eligible, or you have to do a certain amount of. Uh, of extra roles to get in before you can get there And I got mine uh, luckily Through my first speaking role Before I, uh, I give you a chance to join And before I uh, had the opportunity to join on my own I got my next speaking role And I had to join immediately So.
1: Okay, I got you So that's like, the is that the union?
6: Yeah, that's the actors union, exactly
1: That's the union, okay. Now, you're not a trained actor. It's just something that happened, or are you a trained actor?
6: Uh, It was something that happened, but once I got into it, I've definitely started to take classes, acting coaches and all. Once you decide something that you want to do, you have to go for it all the way.
1: Now, I see something here in your profile. The opportunities in the entertainment industry are limited, limitless. And
6: uh mm-hmm. we always
1: hear complaints about it. It's not enough work. they don't have then uh, you you have a uh, you have a different view
6: you d- mm-hmm. definitely have a different view as you i mean as things are changing today, you make your own opportunities, you know you make things happen for yourself if you want something out there just like Lisa's doing, she created it, mm-hmm. and so that's what we have to do, and I think that's what's starting to happen a lot more. It's a lot more creative people in the world, and we're starting to take our own reins and make things happen. mhm. Sonia, would you like
2: to hear something funny about Pierre when he auditioned? Go ahead. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. When when he auditioned, you know, there, there was competition, obviously. And half of our team wanted this other guy, and the other half wanted Pierre, so it was a back and forth, you know. This is why the other guy. This is why Pierre. This is why the other guy. And so, uh, what happened was the other guy had locks, and Pierre was was uh, had a clean cut. And we were like, then the, the the cast the um the team that won the part, you know, the group that won, they were like, well, he looks more like. You know, he would be a law student, and then the other side had to concede that. But, you see, it was his attitude, though. I mean, because they were both really good actors, but it was his (laughs) attitude. He expected to get the part, and so he did. And we're all really happy. I mean, we love them both, you know
3: what I mean? Okay.
2: Yeah, but it, it was great. I told him that, too, the first day came to shoot. I was like, half the team wanted you. <laughs> yeah. And I think well,
6: p was such a long wait. I think uh, you go into your auditions, you try to leave your the auditions there, and when I got the phone call, I got the problem privilege. I was like, really? I thought that yeah. was long past. <laughs> yeah so You no. never know. You really never know.
1: Great, great So you have to put a lot out there Is there a place in Jackson Heights for someone with dreadlocks, Lisa?
2: Oh, absolutely Actually, in my mind His brother Jordan was supposed to have locks Because he, you know, he's his own man So he's, you know, um, health foodie Dreadlock wearing. I don't hear you I say, yeah,
6: Jordan is definitely the free one out of all of us
2: Right, right He's the free spirit So he had locks. I mean, to his father, you know, his father hates that. You know, Jonathan Avery Sr., you know, he's like, cut your hair.
3: (laughs) But um,
2: finding an actor that could act and have locks in Chicago um, actually ended up being harder than we thought. So um, we cast a a really good guy, um, Sean, who actually he didn't have locks, but, you know, he plays the part really well.
1: I got you mm-hmm. So finding someone who can act very well And has locks Lisa I'd right. <laughs> right. like, uh, a million guys Well, uh, a, few, a couple of hundred thousand guys In Chicago with locks Saying they can't act
2: Well, yeah Well, they didn't come to the audition <laughs> Let's just say that
1: <laughs> they <didn't>, they <laughs> The one that could act didn't show up <laughs> Right Right, exactly is that what it is? Okay. Um is. But as you let me ask you this, Lisa, when you go into the filming of the first season, are you going to put out another call for other parts? It seems like other things will be opening up.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have other characters um, that we didn't cast because we were only casting a, um, you know, to do certain scenes. So we have other characters. And then some of our cast members have moved to California, even though they've all said they're coming, you know, they'll come back when we shoot. Um, hopefully that'll happen, and they will. Um, but if they don't, then
1: we'd have to recast. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, now, Pierre, before we let you go, I do see here your profile. You are uh do you own an art gallery or is that one of your visual That's something to own
6: an uh that's something I something I definitely want to do. I actually went to college for illustration. And so uh my love for the visual arts is there and that's definitely something I would love to do at some point to so own my own art gallery. Oh nice. My- Wonderful. Well, you
1: have to get with one of your sponsors. You know, one of the sponsors of the Hollywood Chicago Style event on March 23rd is uh, the publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. And uh, he is an artist, exceptional artist, and he is planning to open up an art gallery right in the hood and really Really? deep in the hood, 69th and Racine. Yes, he has the place. So he's someone okay. you should definitely talk to uh,
6: uh, about I'll that. I will make sure business. that happens on the 23rd of March.
1: And, and about what you do, and I look forward to meeting you there. Is there anything you would like to add, Pierre, before we uh, take another break and, and move on to the next cast member?
6: I just want everybody that's listening to check out Stories Our Way TV. Check us out on Kickstarter and definitely support the show. Oh, and wait, and don't forget to come on March 23rd to meet us all. And that's
1: <laughs> right. And that's right.
6: <laughs>
1: I look forward to meeting you, Pierre. and Thank you for being Same here. Same to you. All
6: right. All right. Thank, thank you, guys.
1: You're welcome, Lisa. Let me ask you a question. Since since this is Chicago, uh, and well, sub, South suburb of Chicago, what about the politics of Jackson Heights? Are we going to get political and civil rights? And are we going to uh, how 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 are you moving towards that? handling A-
2: that. Absolutely. Um one of the characters actually um I think she's due to come on next. Um she has political asp- aspirations and and that's actually one of our storylines. Um you know for uh that that we've been uh working on now is uh, her actually running um for um district attorney and eventually uh maybe Eventually she'll move up in politics And maybe even become the mayor Or at least run for mayor Of uh,
1: Jackson Heights Wonderful, wonderful You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network on Black, on News, All You And we're here this evening With the folks from Jackson Heights uh, The cast and the production team Of the proud and privileged I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue Founder of Chicago's Black Business Network We're going to take a break here This is Oba William King and uh, I love my people. We'll be right back with Lisa and the cast of the team. Thank you.
7: and break us down because we were so brave. I love my people. We kept our pride throughout the years. I love my people. Work hard and to share some tears. I love my people.
3: No matter what the world
7: has put us through. I love my people. We come out on top in everything we do.
4: I do my people. Won't you
7: it with me? all work together, we know that we can win. I love the way we walk. I love the way we talk. I love the way we we stand. I'm blessed because I don't want that. I love my people and there is no doubt. We're gonna be alright is what I'm talking about. I love my people. Why do we stand? Think about your greatness and your history. Without my people, where would we be? Tell me. We fall. Divide, we fall. United we stand. United we stand. Think about greatness. Think about greatness. Your history. Your history. Without my people. Without my people
4: without my
1: people I would not want to be. Without my people I would I would not want to be. Without my people. Just a little bit about who we are. Chicago's Black Business Network is a grassroots business to business service designed to assist the individual business owner in his or her efforts to reach the next level of service and growth in the marketplace. It is our goal to provide a platform for businesses to connect across the city and the country. This is where you create relationships that are designed to take your business to the next level of success. Chicago's Black Business Network is growing. We now have 800 plus members, and it is our mission to plant the seeds and provide the tools for growth to each of our members. Visit us today: www.chicagos the Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network dot com. Join us today and touch the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder.
5: We're the soul of Chicago. WJPC on Sunday. February 26th at 4 p.m. Find yourself in the midst of a new experience when you attend The March of Civil Rights Opera by Alan Marshall and Jonathan Stenson. This is a free event. Reservations are highly recommended. Pre-register by email at rsvp at civilrightsopera.com Hosted by the Chicago Park District and the South Shore Opera Company. That's Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. at the South Shore Cultural Center seven zero five nine South Shore Drive in Chicago. For details on this drama in the making set in nineteen sixty three, visit civil rights dot com.
1: You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Today's segment is CBBN Business Journals. Lisa Kelly, creator of Proud and Privilege, is with us and I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, producer for this series. And we're gonna uh Bring on another cast member, Lisa, uh, and help me get this name correct. It is Sherelle Duncan. Sherelle, are you there? Yes. Hello?
4: Yes. Can you hear us? Yes, I can.
1: How are I you? I was
4: just listening to I love my people. Oh, <laughs> I love my
1: people. <laughs> Don't you like that? I love that. That's <laughs> That's the opening thing song for Black Wall Street USA. I hear it. I hear it every week, and then I play it during love the week that—that's that's oh uh, that's by William King. Oh by William King. I just tell you a little bit about him. He's a storyteller. Uh he tells oh. He's a professional storyteller. Quite, uh, quite a big thing for him. And uh, he has an organization here in Chicago, Just Us Arts, and that's the song that he gave to us to use as a thing for Black Wall Street USA. I just oh started. yeah, that's,
0: that's very nice.
1: That's, that's I jamming.
0: enjoyed
1: what, that. <laughs> well tell us about you, Miss Duncan.
0: Well, I play Jocelyn Avery and I'm um I suppose I can say the eldest daughter to Jonathan Avery and Diane Avery. I am a assistant district attorney. And I just think that the role is plenty exciting and All of Jackson Heights has so much action and surprise and mystery. It's just really a joy to play the character.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. There's just so much that can be done. It sounds like there's so much to be done, even with your role and playing that role. And uh, Lisa was talking in the beginning about having the fantasies about the uh, handsome, rich men um, with money and that type of thing. Well, we can have, you know. They can have fantasies about smart, strong assistant district attorneys. <laughs> you know. That's right. That's
4: right. Right. Yes, we, we have you're beautiful, doing it. strong
2: black women in the show too.
1: Yes. Okay, great. Now, uh, so your first name is Sorrell? Sorel. Sorel. Sorrel Duncan. Sorrell Duncan. Okay. Tell us a little bit about what led you up to this proud and privileged experience.
0: Um, well, I auditioned for it uh, at Sharon King's studio. Well, Sharon King, the casting director, was doing holding the auditions for it. Mm-hmm. And I came in, and I was actually um, auditioning for another role. Right, Lisa? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. auditioning for The Lawyer. The, and um... then when I came in, I auditioned for The Lawyer. And then they said, "Oh, she did great, but send her out and give her this script and have her look over that and read that." And so I did that. I came back in, and then I read with who is now my father, Jonathan. I read mm-hmm. opposite him, and mm-hmm. uh, and the rest is history.
2: That's how. Jonathan we um. <laughs> she originally auditioned for um, June's wife, <clears throat> Allison. And uh, right. Allison is is uh she's really sweet and naive and Sorrell was looking like <laughs> cause, you know the line is like 4 a.m. Sorel was looking like okay I know he no, did you wasn't at the office <laughs> You know so we said hey I said what about Jocelyn and so they said yeah uh, she actually did three parts. She actually even auditioned for Karen, the um uh, police officer. She was actually to what? me she did the best. She was the best police officer but we we didn't want to cast her as Karen. We wanted her to be um you know, a larger part of the show. So Thank uh you. she was great <laughs> as as uh Jocelyn too.
1: Great. Yeah, and
2: it's a fun
0: character. That's yeah. A real,
1: you, it appears that you you have uh, uh, you've been acting for a while. You've been out there, you know, uh, yeah. working the circuit for a little while. So, yeah. so you know, I've been in a the professional. What doing.
0: Well, um, the movies that I have done here in Chicago, I mean, they go, they date back to Love Jones, me playing Troy Garrison opposite Isaiah Washington, um, okay. which you had me along starring in that and Lorenz Tate. Um, and then there was barbershop, and but unfortunately, you know, we haven't had a ton, ton, ton of movies being done here where it has called for my demographic, a black mm-hmm. woman. Um, you know, it's it. You know, the larger roles are usually cast in L.A. or a lot of the roles are for Caucasian women.
4: Mm-hmm. So.
0: Um, I've done my best in Chicago with a lot of national commercials, going back to Kraft, uh, Outback Steakhouse. I mean, I can name it. I've probably done the commercial for them, Glade, plugins, Glade air freshener, <laughs> and then I'm a voiceover artist, so I do McDonald's, I do uh, um, all sorts of cars, Chevy, industrial, the
2: whole,
0: the whole thing.
2: hmm And last year you really? were on cricket. Don't forget Cricket Oh, and last
0: year I did Cricket, right yeah. That was a national commercial where you saw me as the actor And then, like I said, I do a lot of voiceover stuff Where I used to be the voice for the African-American spots for Crest and Tide and um, Which, you know, I, I totally and completely love, too But I love being in front of the camera
1: uh-huh. What are you working yeah. on now, Surreal? This And <laughs> um, Okay this they're doing,
0: okay, <laughs> the proud and the privileged <laughs> believing that it's gonna get picked up and it's gonna do great things i you know, and I really love what Lisa was saying earlier about you know staying in Chicago, she's from Chicago, she chose to stay here with this dream and this vision and making that vision come to life, and she chose to stay here and make it happen
3: mm-hmm. and
0: Unfortunately, so many of our people and I mean in the industry, not African Americans I'm not speaking of, but in the industry, Mm -hmm. they choose to go to L.A. or New York or somewhere else and look for this body of talent when Chicago has a wealth of talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have Mm -hmm. some of the most remarkable actors. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have come from here that are Uh doing great things. You've got Jennifer Hudson. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got – Oh, my goodness, I can go on and on and on, but I can't think right now (laughs)
2: because I'm on the
0: spot. But you know what I'm saying. And um, talk about the Steppenwolf Theater, you know, the people that created the theater. They're all from Chicago, but now they're making Mm -hmm. great careers in L.A. And Mm -hmm. there's something to be said for staying here where you're from and choosing to make it work here. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Because I did go to L.A., I did that whole hustle thing for three years, but then I came back here and I got married and I had a, a baby. So mm-hmm. now I have a four-year-old daughter. So um, I'm just really thankful that she chose to keep her vision here. And I just believe that it's going to prosper and it's going to do great things. Because we need it to, first of all. We need it. Right. You know, And the Bible tells us that your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. So I think if we stand on something, something will happen.
3: Great. Wow, that
0: was great. You no, know, yeah. Instead of always chasing the dream, now it's time right. to let the dream chase you.
2: Absolutely. So wonderful. I
0: back I back her one hundred and twenty million percent. <laughs> I'm really grateful that she did that.
1: So well, let's talk about the. Uh the movie and TV industry in Chicago a little bit more, and the theater industry. Now, uh, looking at black theater, you know, everyone knows the Black Ensemble. They have a new building over there, ETA. Name some more black theaters. I know people who are involved, uh, Keisha Nicole, uh, Kenya Renee, involved, mm-hmm. have, they, they they don't have Theaters, uh, They're looking for theaters to to continue with
3: work.
0: Yeah, you've said the two main ones. You know, Mm -hmm. mostly all the other ones are, um, you know, they're not predominantly black. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not huge in the theater circuit only because now having a daughter, theater is amazing. I love it. But it mm-hmm. is demanding as far as, you know, you got to work six days a week. Mm-hmm. And
2: right.
0: now having a daughter, I mean, and you know, you go to work at 6 o'clock to closing, you know. And right. so I can't put the kind of time into theater any longer now having a daughter. So um, I've lost a little bit of connection with what's going on in the theater world. But like I said, I love it, I admire it, and I would love to get back into theater. But... Because it's intimate, you know. You've got the audience mm-hmm. right there. You get, you know, right now responses. They're in it with you. It's just, it's, it's. Cause I did beauty shop, which you right. know wasn't a small uh, venue. You know, we did really big venues, but I toured around the U.S. with the the play, the Shelley Garrett Beauty Shop. So that is one of my loves is theater.
1: Right.
2: Wow.
0: And I played an old lady, Sister Patty Preachall. <laughs> She was an okay. acrobat and uh, uh, she carried her Bible and she, but she was a horn dog and all that other stuff.
1: She was
0: three
3: dimensional. She was. She was. a perfect. great character to play. She oh, was so a
1: great cool. horn dog. I'm gonna have to look that up. Oh um, yes, um, you look at the Chicago's Chicago Black Business Radio Network. Now, uh, Sorrell Duncan is with us. Now, I do know. Um, well, we're looking forward to a lot of great things from Lisa and Proud and Privilege. And as you say, she's going to create a, uh, and open up a lot of doors, I think, just by, you know, oh, yeah. bringing, her vis- yeah. bringing her vision forth. It can just go on and on and on and on. And uh just need, need some more uh, need some more of it. That's what we need. Support. We need more of it. You know, and it. the thing That's
0: is, think about it. Now they're taking, I think, Really I think she's pioneering Something that's just fantastic uh, The first black webisode All black webisode So okay We've not done that We've not seen that And now It's at a time Where Soap operas Are being canceled Or have mm-hmm. been canceled We don't even have to say Are being They, they All my children I mean I've mm-hmm. been watching All my children for years And now mm-hmm. One Life to Live Just went off So mm-hmm. now We're coming to a place Where everything's about A talk show And you know, don't mm-hmm. you miss the fantasy? I do want exactly. to go into somebody else's fantasy world. I really don't want to look at everything that's reality. You know, right. and sometimes you just want to fantasize, and you know, it can be crazy and over the top. But how wonderful to go there for an hour or half an hour on the web, and uh, the people that I've told, they've been
2: excited about the stories. Like, wait, when are you guys doing another one? I'm already in. Right. Another thing too, the soap operas do is is they promote generations, you know, watching it mm-hmm. together. And those are moments I remember um m- with my grandmother on my father's side, how when I would be over there, how she would watch all these soap operas on channel 5. And <laughs> she would she would bring me up to date during the commercial cuz right. then when the show came back on, she was all in. Well, that's where right. my love for soap operas came. It's from her and my older cousins, and you know, it's just the the two generations, you know, watching the show.
3: hmm
2: And that's yeah, very important. And African Americans, we need that. We need mm-hmm. to have people that look like us, like Viola Davis when she won the SAG award, when yeah. she looked in the in the front row and she saw Cecily Tyson there. Right. And she talked about when she saw her before as Jane Pittman, and
4: uh-huh.
2: when she said to herself, one day she was going to do that. And that's what I want for little black girls to to see Sorel and Pam and and all the other actors and, and actresses, Linda and and little black boys too, to say one day that's going to be me, and they uh-huh. make that dream come true. Because they saw them do it, they said, "I could do it too." hmm I agree. And then
0: once again, you've got us in such a positive light. Like she spoke right. on higher education. Um, you know, you've got Black people doing it, and today we are really doing it. It's not like it's that far fetched that you right. would have a, a, a African American family living in a, you know, beautiful suburb, a wealthy sub suburb. Um, it's definitely i mean we do it today we are we are Jackson Heights today
2: <laughs> right absolutely and a, another thing too is is you know um there's been a lot of debate about the help my only issue with the help is mm. is it's not the show itself because i thought their performances and the writing was really good the problem is is that how come there wasn't a movie about a black woman being Secretary of State as well as the help, or a black woman being an astronaut or, you know, the 1st Battalion Chief in a major metropolitan city. All of Mm -hmm. these women exist, you know. All of these women are out there. Or or a black woman just being a CEO or having her own billion-dollar company. These women so Lisa, what you're
0: saying is who sat in a room? What what crew sat in a room and said, You know what? We're gonna green light the help
4: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
0: instead of wait, I know you've gotten great scripts where we're in right. powerful roles, but no, right. they sat in a room and said, You know what, we are gonna green light the help Exactly. And right. you know, I'm happy for the sisters that are winning. Absolutely. Viola Davis and the other African American woman. I, you, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. with them, but right. I'm just tired of seeing the story. Right. You know, and I, without, I don't want to without see without as a maid side, anymore.
2: Without the flip side, Yeah. You know, I'm okay to show, and and I've actually you know created scripts with with black men in a negative light, but I've but I have so many other ideas with them being positive, being like my father mm. who was a scholar and an athlete, you know, who is a right. you know, very intelligent man, um, very articulate, a college graduate, you know, and and that that man is not unique to my family. You know, there okay. are many okay. African American men like that, you know, who are good fathers, who you know, take care of their family and things of that sort. Right. We need well, to see him. Right. But it's just a matter of a Lisa
0: saying, this is my vision, I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to stand until it does
2: it. Absolutely. And, and that's I also, it.
0: And then we need the support from our African-American family that says, you know what, I'm really ready to see that.
2: Absolutely. And absolutely. So I'm,
1: ready. Well, I'm ready to play it. <laughs> 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 I'm ready. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, will you be with us on March 23rd? Will we see you? I will be with you.
2: Yes, I will. I look forward to it. That's
0: so
1: and wonderful. You know,
0: we
2: Sonya, look to it. I want to tell you, Sorrell is so much fun on the set
1: too. Okay. Because that's because, because I'm goofy. You can,
2: well, you can always count on her to blow a line and crack you up.
1: You okay. know, I mean, <laughs> she's
2: a Did great Did you hear actress. how she said that? <laughs>
3: Yes, yes, I'm like, how should I take I that? I know what
1: she means, I know what she means It's all right
3: It's great Ms.
1: Yeah. Dr. to thank you for being with us this evening Do you have any closing remarks? Thank you We're going to go to a break But before we leave, you want to say anything else to our audience?
0: All I want to say is thank you so much for giving us the panel to discuss this I really do appreciate that And Lisa, just keep... Being encouraged and keep doing what you're doing And I look forward to us Really making this thing just blow up Well, thank So you. everybody out there Support us please Thank you
1: <laughs> And thank you for being with us You're listening to the chats of the production team of the proud and Privileged we're going to go to a short break And we're going to be right back child is waiting for you and Unity Parenting and Counseling makes it possible for that child to be connected with this new family. Unity Parenting and Counseling will help you through the application process, training, and certification. Call Brenda Weatherspoon today at 312-455-0007 to be connected at the heart. Call 312-455-0007 today so that each day that child is closer to home. Walking down the street now is a dangerous thing.
4: There are drug dealers, crack houses, gang members, and crackheads. People fighting, cursing, and killing too. So much chaos, we don't know what to do. But if people only knew that they are hurting little children, if they could only see what our community could be. When in the consultation, one, stay calm. Two, try to say something positive. Three, tell the person what's on your mind. Four, Ask if the person understands. Five, thank the person for listening if you can. Come on, y'all. Let's be an example. It has to start somewhere. How about now? For more information on ways to prevent violent crimes, contact Totally Positive Productions at 773-488-9553.
1: Thank you. And you're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network for Monday, February 6, 2012. Uh, You were listening to Pressure. That's a jam, too. I love that Sylvia Frederick. And she is also a member of our network, Chicago's Black Business Network. I want you to come over and join us today and touch the world. We're here with the cast and the production team of The Proud and Privileged. Lisa, the creator, is here with us. Lisa, uh, tell us uh, once again... How we can get in contact with you if we want to do an interview, want more information about the show, uh, want to sponsor you or support you? That's very important. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Um, you can reach me at Lisa
2: at dot TV. Uh, just send us an email and um, we'll respond right away. Um, and uh, also, if you want to see the show. It's on storiesourway.tv.
1: Absolutely, and we have another cast member, Miss Brandis Manuel. How are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for your patience. You know this was a two-hour show, right? <laughs> Thank you, you know what? Your... <laughs> <laughs> it was a
8: two-hour show, and at first I was like, Woo, it's two hours," but I enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time with you guys, so it's
1: okay Great, great, got to listen to some good music Because that music is good We have some talented people All those people, except for the first song The International Women of Reggae All of those people are Chicagoans So, you know, we got to uh, get some of that music on Proud and privilege too What you going to have? You going to have some blues in there, too, Lisa? What you going to have for the old folks? Oh, absolutely. At Jordan's <laughs> Club. We
2: have all the music.
1: Okay. We have jazz,
2: hip hop, everything.
1: Miss Manuel Manuel, tell us what it is that you do. Well, who do you play on the pride and privilege? Who are you?
8: I play Jada and I am the youngest sibling and the youngest girl at that. Um, which honestly I have to say Jada is so much fun. <laughs> Uh Jada gets to get into all kinds of good yummy trouble <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
8: and um i I have the infamous scene where I get the the stew smacks out of me, and
1: <laughs> oh, is that you? oh that's me, yeah, you know it now, right. <laughs> Yeah, she slapped you too. Yes,
8: yes, yes. I, I, I get the two smacks out of me which all of my friends got a great kick out of that. They probably got too much of a kick out of that one.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Well tell us what you do when you're not uh uh getting slapped on the pride and privilege. <laughs> um, I I
8: do a little bit of everything. I'm a real busybody. Um, so I I teach I teach dance classes to children. Um, I'm teaching a ballroom program currently, so I go around to uh, different Chicago public schools, and um, I teach them uh, a basic ballroom. We do um, a salsa, we do a tango, we do a merengue, um, we do a waltz, um, and the kids absolutely love it, and we have a big competition, um, and we bring all the schools together and all the kids together together, and they have a, 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 a official ballroom competition, so um, I really like kids, and so that's a big part of what I do. I always try to stay involved with working with kids in the arts in some kind of way in my life. And besides that, I also um, I write music, and I'm a I'm a singer-songwriter as well. So I got my hands in a couple of pots right now. Great, <laughs> oh, great, yeah.
1: I see that you attended the Chicago Academy for Performing Arts. Where is that?
8: Um, Chicago Academy for the Arts is on Chicago and Ogden, you know, where that funny intersection is, Chicago, Ogden and Milwaukee. It's on the north the northwest side. And yeah, I I went there for four years and I studied dance. I actually studied ballet, um, jazz and modern dance there. Um and it's so funny you mentioned that because I actually went back and visited, uh, I think, last Friday. I went back for a visit, and um, I love them there. They they knew me when I came through the door. Ms. Gold, the secretary, recognized me just like I, I had been there yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> She's that's, like, oh, Brandis, hey, saying. how you doing? You know, I'm
1: like, hey, Ms. Gold. That's wonderful. You, that's wonderful. You know,
2: Sonia, um, her scene is actually one of my favorite scenes because I see it so many times but every time she gets slapped I still have the same reaction. I still jump <laughs> the way it was, you know, the first time when I saw it. And and when you have that that's just it's such a great scene and they did such a great job. Her and Pam, it was it was really you know, that's the true testament. When you know what's gonna happen but you still have the same reaction. That you did when you saw it the first time,
1: and you wanted to get slapped. It looked like you wanted to get slapped again. <laughs> <but you're not laughs> well, to I don't that's what we said. we said. We <laughs> said someone's
2: got to get slapped when we were doing the trailers. <laughs> so, yeah, and and it's her so, character is actually one of my favorite characters because. You know um, all the other Avery's work except Jada. She doesn't understand that. She's got a trust fund, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> she's off in
2: her yes. father's company jet, and you know, and he he has to fly commercial because she's always off somewhere, and and she's daddy's little girl and and her mother's headache. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Now you. Um, You've been in the industry, so to speak. You always knew that you wanted to be a part of uh, the entertainment industries. Yeah, definitely,
8: um, definitely, you know, I, I come from an a, a entertainment family, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. um, on b- both sides of my family, you know, my mother and father, they were both actors, you know, um, they actually met during a play, <laughs> during a play, so I kind of grew up in the theater and around um, the entertainment industry. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much always knew that I, I loved the industry and it's always just kind of been a part of my, my life and my upbringing. So um, as well as doing things in front of the camera, I also, you know, like to produce and do things um, behind the scenes as well. So
1: I, I'm just a, I'm a happy girl. Well, that's good. That's good. I see you have, um, it says a string of independent films family values and wake me up later tell me about that
8: um a family values is a film uh that i worked on with a young director named Derek Dow and um uh you know i to this day I'm not exactly sure how I got involved <laughs> with that film, and I think it was like through word of mouth and I knew some people who knew some people and they invited me to come down audition um but that was that was really great that was a lot of fun. I think he's a very talented um director I know he has a a string of shorts, and this was a feature that he was working on, so I was really um just blessed to kinda of have the opportunity to work with him and, and meet some of those people that I work with on the set who I still keep in, in contact with him to this day and um wake me up later. Um I have to say it was one of my one of my favorite projects actually to work on because it was through a program in partnership with um uh I believe the Illinois Film Office and the high school um C V S on Chicago South Side where they have this phenomenal youth uh, program and they do these films. They've actually won an a Emmy for one of their films in the in the high school division, and so um, this was something I believe Sharon King called me to audition for for that film. And you know, it's was kind of like, well, what what is this? It's a high school thing, you know. I'm not sure, but I was like, okay, you know, uh, let let's give it a go. And it was one of my favorite projects I worked on because all of the production were high schoolers. And so, you know, my first reaction was like, oh, Lord, this is going to be, you know, interesting. But actually, that was one of the most organized and professional sets I've ever worked on. And I was totally amazed and so surprised and just so proud of um, all those, all the kids that I worked with over the summer there. So that was a lot of fun. That's
1: wonderful. And was that this summer, this past summer?
8: Um, no, that wasn't this summer. That was probably um, that was a
1: couple of years ago. That
8: was a, a few years, years.
1: ago. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a comedian? <laughs> no, it's so funny you say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what? I,
1: I think everybody
8: asks me that, and I think that's been the theme for the last year of my life is, you should do comedy. You should do stand-up. So, and, you know, I, I think I'm just saying regular things, but people crack up. So apparently I should follow that somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm not a, a comedian. I don't try to be. But I, I definitely feel like God is trying to tell me something, so I'm going to listen and get to writing some material or something. I don't know.
1: Um, but I definitely, I would say I like to make people laugh. <laughs> well, you know, why I ask, it's the string stringless puppet sketch comedy. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I said it. Oh yeah, that's what I said. What is that? <laughs> wow, we've been digging in the crates, huh? <laughs>
8: we've been digging. You got good researchers on our production too. <laughs> okay, well, the stringless puppets, okay, that was um an improv comedy group that I worked with. For about a year, and that was again. There were there were some friends of mine who I knew through theater, through the theater circuit, and really one day I just got a last minute call to come sing. You know, they had heard me sing honestly at karaoke. We were just kind of joking around, and they said, Brandis, we need you to come down here tonight, and we want you to sing this Billy Holiday song because we do this variety show and. You know, one of our singers dropped out, and we need you to be the character for this scene. It's like the the guy dies, and everybody goes to heaven. And when they're in heaven, there's all these great singers, and there's, you know, Billie Holiday, and there's Teddy Pendergrass, and this, you know. So I was like, cool. And I go down there, and I sing, and they they really like me, so they kept asking me back. And then they were like, hey, you're funny. Why don't you why don't you come and do improv <laughs> with us? Why don't you be a part of the, the act? And so um, I did that. And, you know, I do have, you know, some improv training, so it wasn't totally foreign to me. And I I like to just throw myself into new things. So I did that with them for almost a year um, and got a chance to actually do some writing, write some of my own skits and, and have those go up. And it was a great um it was a great learning ground for me uh, as a artist because I got a lot of freedom in that because I was working with some of my friends, and it was kind of start-up, and we were really just doing it to have a good time.
1: So, yeah, oh, wow. The wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stringless Puppets. Shout-out to the Stringless Puppets. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's on that resume now. Again. Right. <laughs> it's, it's on there now. Now, tell yeah. me, uh, when you're with the young people uh, going into the schools and teaching them dance, and I'm quite sure they do love love that formal style of dancing. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure they can get into that really good, and that's a good foundation for them. What do you tell them about uh, about dance if, if they have that desire to be uh, a professional dancer?
8: Um, I just, I really try to encourage them to explore all of their creative interests in general, um, because some of the kids are like, you know, I didn't think I was going to like this, I thought this was kind of stupid, but you know, I'm waltzing all over the place and I'm teaching my mom how to salsa, and so I'm like, yeah, you know, I I encourage them go home and you can practice with your mom, your dad, you can teach your brothers and your sisters, you know, so, you know, I just encourage them to seek it out in any form that they can if they're fortunate enough to be able to go take classes and i'm like go go take go take classes go take dance classes you know or or if it's something as simple as teach your friends teach your mom dance with your brothers and
1: sisters you know i encourage them to to do that as well that's wonderful and i want to thank you for being with us do you have some final words for our audience and uh we're going to close out the show in a few minutes
8: um just thank you for for being supportive continue to um watch and and stay tuned please come out to the event and support um <laughs> and um just thank you so thank you so much and thank you Lisa and Sonia for having me on the show today I really enjoyed myself I'm so glad oh, well, you
2: made it too I didn't know if you had gotten
8: my uh email I did, I did
1: okay. Like <laughs> I said, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a busy bee But I'll, I'll show up for you <laughs> Okay Great, great I want to thank you for joining us on Chicago's Black Business Network And I look so forward to meeting you And the rest of the cast on March 23rd That's Friday, March 23rd At Prince Hall Masonic Temple Hollywood Chicago style. Uh Lisa and the team Are going to be there Uh Come on out, take uh, get opportunity to, to have photo ops. We're going to have some great food. We're going to have some entertainment. We're going to enjoy, enjoy ourselves. That's March 23rd. That's Friday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 809 East 42nd Place. That's the Mason's Hall, people. Come on out. There's some good brothers, too. We appreciate their support. If you need to ask me some questions about the event, call me, 312-239-8835. I'm Sonia, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm hosting and sponsoring this along with Lisa and the Proud and Privilege Cast and Team, South Street Journal uh, newspaper, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the Soul of Chicago. You can listen 24 hours a day at www.wjpcchicago.com. And, uh, Lisa, this has been a great show. Uh, we all are we all just multitasking and running around like we're crazy, and that's the the most joyful thing in life, uh, mm-hmm. to love what you do. And I, I love these shows.
5: I mm-hmm. love,
1: uh, I get a whole lot of them, and I appreciate yourself taking the time. And there were some more people on here, people, they were there, uh, <clears throat> maybe they didn't know it was two hours. <laughs> but, you know, people got lives, they got kids. They got things to do. I saw them there in our green room. But, you know, people got lives. They got kids. They got husbands. They, You know, they got wives. They probably say, get off the phone. What you doing? You know, who knows, you know. But there were a few more cast members uh, on the line there, and uh, we'll catch them another time. But where we really want to catch them is March 23rd. Dress up like your... Uh, you know your fantasy. It's it's Hollywood people. It's Hollywood. Like your fantasy actor actress. You know you've been doing it anyway, or you used to do it. So come on, do that, and uh, come on out, dress up. It's dress up time, and uh, and join us and have an enjoyable evening. Now, Lisa, we want to um, tell us about what you're planning to go into the the uh, filming of the first season. Uh, mm-hmm. reach out to the community, tell them what it is that you need, what it is that you're going to do in this first season. Well, what we need
2: actually is cash, and that's why we're on Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding site. Um, to shoot the first season, we need about $45,000. And so we're asking um, one rich black person to give us 45000 or two, <laughs> to give us $23,000 plus and so on and so forth. Or 9,000 African Americans and or anybody actually can pledge $5 or, or whatever. It's a crowdfunding site. Um, because we have such great talent, um, but, you know, people, they have to support themselves. So you can't... Um, shoot a whole season um and not pay people. Absolutely. And, and so um or or take up their time. So we have devoted and great actors and writers and and you know um great editor and producers and um just everybody involved in the show are just amazing talented people from in front of the camera um to you know behind the camera. Um, and so that's that's pretty much what we need Is just support Support from our community So not only can we make this show You know, I have a, a, a whole thing of uh, show ideas So uh, this actually could be just the beginning Of bringing, um, you know, a black
1: Hollywood So to speak, to Chicago Absolutely And I'm glad we had this opportunity to share this uh, with our audience, and of course, this this show is rebroadcast on WJPC FM Chicago on Saturday mornings. But it also stays in our archives. It also is on iTunes. We'll put it back on Facebook. We'll roll it out as much as we can. Because I'm glad that they had opportunity to miss, m- to meet the cast and the team, mm-hmm. uh, because you can tell that it is a professional team. This is mm-hmm. this is uh, uh, this is a professional crew. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They're uh, mm-hmm. ready to get it done, and I want, you know, I just want to say when we talk about support and we ask people for support to go to Kickstarter.com and supporters come out to the event and support it as part of the fundraising, mm-hmm. uh, or just pick, you know, send Lisa an email if you want to uh, be a supporter, because when you support, see, we got to come back to the right mind, Lisa. Got to come on back, come on back. This is business. Come on back Mm -hmm. to the right mind. Yes, you're supporting the uh, team and the cast members, you. Everybody got to get paid. Let's be for real now. But Mm -hmm. what happens when you support a successful venture in our community? It has Mm -hmm. a viral effect. Not only Mm -hmm. are you supporting the team and the cast members, you have to support other people who will work as part of the production. Then people need to eat during the production. There has to be transportation during the production. It becomes a viral thing as each entity in business, in our community, and as each of us are successful, we support other people. We give Mm -hmm. other people jobs. We give people who look just like us when we look in the mirror jobs. Absolutely. They get to eat. And then what happens when they get to eat and pay their rent and have a few extra dollars in their pocket? They get to support someone else. It's more than about just us. So right. we look at all these creative people who are part of this project. So now people, let's be for real. These people get paid. What happens? Mm-hmm. They create other projects. Mm-hmm. Pierre gets the art gallery. What happens if mm-hmm. Pierre gets his art gallery? People get mm-hmm. jobs and and art. You know? And and, so and
2: young artists get an opportunity. opportunity.
1: And we right. can't be small minded about when we do these type of projects. Absolutely. Now we got right. young artists. Um, Like if if the uh, South Street Journal puts the uh, art gallery on 69th and Racine, Mm -hmm. uh, is there art gallery somewhere around there? No.
5: Anywhere Mm -hmm. around
1: there? No. Uh, Again, you know, this is this is what it's the same thing we were talking about earlier about Obama. You know, being close to something different, close to Mm -hmm. something else, having a different conversation. So now. We have dialogues about product placement. We have dialogues about different things. We have dialogues about art. Not only do we have dialogues about art, but we got people dreaming about becoming artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ms. Manuel goes to the school, now we got people dreaming about mm-hmm. uh, getting involved in. Uh, dance competitions, Mm because I know they are, that's the next step, whereas they will never, ever, ever even have any dialogue about it. So that dialogue Mm -hmm. leads to another dialogue about something else and leads to something else, and it moves away from this cat fight, street fight or whatever fight club they got going on out there and all the other craziness.
5: You Mm -hmm. can have
1: another dialogue. You could talk Mm -hmm. about something else. You could talk about directing, producing, camera, all the different types of people that go into this type of production. Because there are Mm -hmm. hundreds of jobs that we never hear about and never will get because you will never be told about them. Oh, am I preaching now? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You will never be told about them, and you will never see them in a newspaper, and you will never be hired for them. Let's get really real. Okay, uh-huh. you would never be given an opportunity to do them, but they're part of the whole production team of movies and TVs. And I just use that as an example of being in business and being in corporate America. There are jobs that we would never have. Don't take do, do not take a lot of skills, but need to be done. But you'll never get hired for them, from them, mm-hmm. from like writing little newsletters. I see people doing all these little different jobs. You don't see them advertised. They're not looking mm-hmm. for you because they're going to give it to somebody else. You'll never see it. You'll never see it. But when we create these things, when we start talking about these, these different things, we've created a whole new world. A whole, and I mean it just like that. A whole. I made Obama tape, Lisa. It was a whole new world with him and Michelle. It was nice. I had to send it to you. i got to play that again. When he was running before, we've created uh-huh. a whole new world uh-huh. for not only young people, but for uh, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s who can do something else, who can uh-huh. do what it is they think they can do. You can do it. Some of it is not uh-huh. that complicated, but you don't even know that it even exists. That's why we have to have these dialogues about the pride and the privilege, mm-hmm. about the cast and the, uh, the actors. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit now. All the, okay, we have I think we have like four or five of your cast members here. Uh, tell us, give a tell us a, a, a little bit more in this, you know, the last ten minutes about some of the other characters there that we didn't get to meet tonight, but we may meet at the uh, event. Well, one of my uh,
2: I have certain characters that are my favorite. Um, June uh Avery the oldest Avery uh son is is one of my favorite. He's um he he feels like he's the heir apparent to the um to Avery and Associates the law firm uh just because he's the oldest son. Um but you know he has his issues. Um he's privileged, so he doesn't want to work hard, you know, his father created that by working so hard. But that's not on June's, uh, that's not something he's interested in doing. Uh, His brother Jordan uh, is an amazing guy. He's an artist. He's a musician. Uh, He also has a law degree. He even has a, a brilliant legal mind. It's just his heart's not in it. He'll do cases that will be landmark cases to help people. But the whole idea of uh, making money based on the law is just something that that he doesn't agree with, so um and his father really dislikes that um he that's his dream is to to actually leave the firm to his uh second son Jordan um My other favorite character is betty the um the lottery winner um uh, and what's really fun about Betty is is that uh, even though she wins the lottery and she has a lot of money, now she, and, and she's rough around the edges, she's from the hood, you know, they have this big housewarming party and, they, you know, they have it bumping and they, they got the hip-hop music going and, it's it's really uh, you know in the in the dancers and they are just having a great time with their barbecue and they're all loud and people in Jackson Heights are like oh my God, feeling like the ghettos come to Jackson Heights. But the thing about Betty is is that when she's your friend and she's on your side, she's on your side. You, you wouldn't find a better friend, and you wouldn't find a nicer, warmer person. Um, and so um, I, I really like that character. Um, another character is Irene. Irene's a lot of fun. Uh, she has a lot of secrets. She's actually one of our villains, so I really like her too. Um, and Jonathan Avery, of course. I love him and Diane. So there are a lot of characters in there that, that we really like, Um Noble Jackson's a lot of fun, and Pauline is actually a lot of fun too. Um, just the whole dynamic of her seeming like a really sweet lady, and and the and the reality is is she may not be as sweet as everybody thinks she is.
1: Great, great, and we don't want to forget Ladonna. Tittle. Tittle. Uh huh. Tittle in the middle. So in the middle, we don't want to forget her. who
2: is she who is she playing. Who is Ladana playing? She plays Ruby, and it's a cool backstory with Ruby and Sam Montgomery. She actually was his maid back in the day, um, um and uh, she she was his maid, and also when his wife, uh, who he lost early on, um, she she was like her nursemaid. You know, she comforted her. During those times, and and eventually comforted him. So it's a fun backstory with her and Sam, and and their relationship.
1: <laughs> ah, okay, some of that going on over there. I got you. I got you.
5: Mm-hmm. Now, in the
1: last couple of minutes, uh, who has just showed up in my green room? Miss <laughs> Emma Young. Emma, you got two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. How are you? (laughs) How are you? Great. Welcome to uh, Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. Why don't you take a couple of minutes to tell our listeners about Emma Young? Okay.
9: Well, I am a writer. I've been a writer all of my life. Um, I'm also the uh, founder and executive director of the National Association of Black Screenwriters. Um I started writing after I wrote a movie that was really bad because I didn't know anything about writing. Uh and that's when I started taking all kinds of screenwriting courses and classes to learn. I um and then Lisa came up with this idea of uh <clears throat> excuse me, a, a black soap opera and I think, you know, it's so on time because we need to not only uh, have something with the positive images, but um, there's so much, there's so many things that, you know, you've heard the expression, it's the black thing, and there's so many black things that we can express, you know, through this uh, the issues, the way we look at it. It's a fun thing to write.
1: Well, Emma, I want to thank you. I see you hopping around there on Facebook. I'll be over there checking you out. <laughs> Now when I wanna ask you a question. The black uh National Screen Association Writers of Kids? Black
9: Screenwriters.
1: Okay.
9: Is that based in Chicago? It's based in Chicago. It's we started it actually initially in nineteen I believe it was ninety one or ninety two. It's the Black Screenwriters Association. Uh we had a little hiatus. We uh, re Convened um, in 2008, we, we started it up again, changed the name to the National Association of Black Screenwriters because um, there were so many people from all over the country who were writing us like, "How do how do we start one? Or how can we join yours?" And so I would like to uh, see chapters all over uh, the country of uh, national of the National Association of Black Screenwriters. The president is Vaughn Monroe. He is a um, screenwriting and film studies and directing instructor at Columbia College. And um, once we started it back up, I wanted to pass the torch on to a younger person um, who – You know, I I think that we, you know, we need to, although I still want to be involved, but, you know, us older people need to stop hanging on to stuff and just pass it on to the younger generation.
1: I can understand that, Emma. Well, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes To come here and be with us And I'm going to uh, Let Lisa say some few words And close out But Emma, we surely hope That we see you on March 23rd At the Hollywood Chicago Style Event With the cast and the production team Will you be there, Emma? I plan to be there, yes Wonderful, wonderful I look forward to meeting you Okay, you you too Go ahead Did you have something else You wanted to say?
9: I just said I look forward To meeting you too
1: Okay, that's wonderful Lisa, do you have anything that you want to add? Tell us again how we can contact you.
2: Well, you could contact me at at Lisa at Stories Our Way TV. Um, that's our e- That's my email address. Um, and then uh, if you want to see the show, uh, it's the uh, Stories Our Way TV. That's our our website. Uh, and also, I just hope that people will support us and go to Kickstarter.com. Um, and search for the proud and privileged and, uh, and and pledge so that we can go back into production.
1: That's wonderful. Lisa, I want to thank you for taking the time and thank you for bringing your team with you. Have a thank good evening. Thank you for having us. No problem. You're listening to Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, Our Black, Our News, All You. We've just had a fantastic evening with the cast of the Proud and Privileged, be sure, be sure you join us on March 23rd. I'm going to give you that information before we close out here. But be sure to listen to CBBN Business Journals. This is where we interview business owners and innovative thinkers from around the country almost every day, almost every day. But call me if you'd like to be a guest, 312 239 eighty eight Thirty-five. We we'll look forward to seeing you again on CBBM Business Journals. Have a great evening. Proud and Privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama, is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple, located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advanced payment recommended to paypal.com at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago.